I need help. I can't have sex with Ellis. The last shred of dignity that I have left is that I haven't slept with him since I've fallen in love with him. <sighs> say his name, Joe. I can't, because if I say his name, then I start thinking about him. And if I think about him, then I remember that I love him. Fine, then I'll say it. Brick. It's Brock. The important thing is I made you say it. Now go under there. Under where? I made you say under where I'm on a roll. <laughs> Hopelessly devoted to two. That's a Grease reference. If you guys are musical fans, Grease is one of my favorites. But uh, welcome to Oh Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. Uh, that's the name of the episode that we are covering. Original air date 10-13-2003. This is Nettie Smith. And this is Etsy Rowe. And I, I like this episode. Okay, we're back to the juicy, juicy episodes. Okay, I'm feeling this one. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with grown people problems in this one. No no funny stuff. But yeah, this will be a good one to talk about. How have you been? What's going on uh, in the world, Etsy? I, I feel like I talk to you as like the person who does the news on this show. <laughs> you always hear what the streets is talking about. I get like a, a story a day from this girl. It's actually very interesting. So uh, uh, what are the streets talking about, Etsy? What are the streets talking about? Um, Let me think. It's something about Gunna and Young Thug and some type of um shooting. Or something. I mean, they're doing some organized crime shit, right? Um, yeah, it's it's giving Italian shit. I'm like, yes, <laughs> for the blacks. What do you mean, yes? Fuck that shit. No, nah, they're going to be mean, in jail for like three lifetimes. What you talking about? I mean, I'm here for the organized crime. You know, don't, don't get your hands too dirty. You know? I mean, they doing something. They either pushing the weight or they got people doing it for them or they pushing the guns. It's I don't know exactly what it is, but that's the type of shit they talk about on organized crime. <laughs> pushing so uh, I don't know what they doing. They pushing something that they shouldn't be pushing, and they might have busted some heads while they was doing it. So I don't know, but good luck to y'all. Um, you know, rappers living a lifestyle. You know, they they definitely are living the lifestyle. Yes. Is it sad that like whenever I hear about rappers in situations like these? I don't even get like surprised. I'm just like, oh, there you go. It's a rapper. Yeah, <laughs> like, I saw it the first time it popped up on my newsfeed. I kind of just scrolled back, scrolled on by because I was like, oh, okay, them niggas doing what they do again. Chill. Yeah, I don't that's it. pretty much it. <laughs> but that's just that's just a lifestyle. So now we know that they actually do what they say in their songs, right? Pretty they much. definitely do. Can't accuse them. Right. Y'all can't come for them and be like, oh, you're not about what you preach. Yes, they are. <laughs> Don't try it with them. You know, good luck to y'all. Hope, hopefully y'all got some good lawyers. You know, these rappers and stuff, they be getting out. They be making deals and stuff. So maybe they'll do a concert for somebody and they'll get the charges dropped or something. <laughs> You know, I don't know what they be offering, but they be doing, they be doing some fucking like, yo, people be like, yo, I killed three people and, and fucking the baby's out fucking walking around. Okay. So I'm like, well, he must either he blackmailing somebody or he, he giving uh concerts to the prosecution's fucking children's birthday or something. I don't know. But one thing for sure, rappers know how to, how to get that time lowered. That's for sure. Well, let's get into this episode written by Karen Gist hopelessly devoted to two uh etsy go ahead and give me that cold open 
Yeah, so William talks into the intercom and he's like, Maya, I'd like to see you in my office. And then the camera goes to Maya and it's like, child, she is in your office. And I guess he's making her stay in his office because Maya likes to disappear during Mm -hmm. work hours. I mean, don't we all like a disappeal? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you you know how you know how that go. But it's different when you're the only one. You're the only one. Like you don't got right. nobody to cover for you, so you can't be disappearing like that. Except for her cutout cardboard. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> so then Lynn walks in just like randomly, which we were talking about a while ago. How do these people can just randomly come in this office, this law firm? No idea. And they didn't know, so they didn't call her up and tell front desk, yeah, yeah, let her up. Nothing like that. Exactly. So mm-hmm. Lynn walks in. She's she's looking for, for packing supplies because William is officially kicking her out. And she, she goes, when did you guys start locking the supply closet? And then William goes, girl, when you started getting through security. How the hell did Lynn get through security? Oh, shit. That's right. So there is a security Lynn probably did the security guy a long time ago. She probably know him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's, that's true. the only thing I can think of. She ain't paying a dude. <laughs> that is very true. So William is telling Maya to send memos to all these random people. Hey, Maya, send a memo to this, send a memo to that. And then when Lynn looks at him and Lynn is about to leave, William goes, Maya, send a memo to Lynn. Bye. Like, get the fuck out. I'm kicking you out. It's a wrap. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Dang. Don't nobody care about Lynn. Everybody just <laughs> kicking her out. I mean, it's tough love. You gotta, you can't just be living off your friends forever. You're like in your 30s, like couch surfing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Lynn. You're too smart for this. Yeah. So we open up officially at Skia. Joan and Tony are there and... Joan informs Tony that Ellis is coming back home from his acting thing and he's going to want some sex because he's been gone for three weeks. And I guess that's what women expect when a man's been gone forever, that the first thing he's going to want is some sex. How weird those expectations we put on men. (laughs) That seems about right. I mean, (laughs) men have built up that reputation. Exactly. It ain't come from nowhere. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it's like, shit, like, don't y'all want, like, a sandwich first or something? Like, uh-huh. no one ever goes, he's going to want a home-cooked meal. Nah, he's going to want to fuck. So what am I going to do? I don't want to fuck. I love Brock. Mm. And she asked Tony for this, like, to give her advice on what to say. And I remember in this scene, she mentions that Todd has a big libido. For being such a little man, Todd sure has a big libido. I mean, every time he chases me around the house, he thinks it's foreplay. When all the while... I'm just trying to wear his little ass out. I'm like, y'all got to that point? Like, this is, y'all still together? (laughs) I'm still on that. No one mentions it in this episode. That he's broke? That they're on on bad terms. Or or am I tripping? Did we not see that episode? Yeah, that was only like two episodes ago. It's weird. You know TV land. They'll bring it up when they feel like it. (laughs) It's really weird. So another thing that I noticed, um, I saw tweets the other day about uh tony's sexuality or lack thereof yeah what were they saying so i mean this is a good scene that demonstrates it but i've seen some tweets talking about that tony childs is asexual uh 
I think that's kind of a reach. I mean, she never talks about sex in a pleasurable manner. It's always, ah, if he wants it, I'll do it. I'm falling or she'll fall asleep while having sex or I didn't really want to have sex with Todd. I just ran him around the room so I could tire him out. It's never like, oh my God, I want to have sex with him. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I want to do it all the time because I love him. It's just like, uh, I'm not really feeling this. Didn't Tony wanted to fuck that broke artsy nigga? No? She didn't like fucking him? Didn't she like fucking him? God, that was like so long ago. I could have swore she liked fucking him, no? I don't remember that. What's that I nigga do name? not remember that being a, like, I can't imagine seeing them in bed. Uh, y'all tap in, tap in, let me know. But <laughs> like, Tony's always talking about sex as like it's a chore or something. Like, so you don't want it ever? Like, you don't have a sexual, like, um, she probably appetite. hasn't really been um, pleasured that often. Fun fact. I, I forgot what the percentage was. And I told you this before. Was it, is it like 70 or 82% of women don't be having orgasms on the regular? You mean, men? you mean um, male penetration orgasms is what you're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that's a high ass number. First off, it was like, <laughs> that's a very scary number. Um, but based on the fact that men don't know what's going on down there, I, I can believe it. Girls tap, tap in because that statistic is, is floating around the internet and it's been floating around for decades now. Um, at this that's point, that's a high so. number. That's bleak. So she probably like Chad. I, yeah, I mean, she could be, but I'm saying like, what Lynn talk to Lynn see if like she can help you well I guess she can't help the guy but maybe maybe Todd can talk to Lynn or <laughs> cause Lynn be getting it all the time and she want it all the time so Lynn's alright in that area I think all the rest of the girls have the have the sexual appetite it's just Tony who just is like eh I could take it or leave it mm-hmm. it's a chore um, she used to fall asleep during sex yes Yes. If you don't want to be there, girl, don't. If you're falling asleep, mm-hmm. just don't, because that's not a good look. That's not safe for you either. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I. That's what the streets was saying. I saw some tweets and I had to think about it for a sec. I was sitting on that tweet for a while though, because I was like, I need more evidence. But this this scene right here, this is a pretty good evidential evidential. evidential. <laughs> <laughs> This is good evidence because there's it's a reason good. that Joan went to Tony to ask her for an excuse out of sex because Tony may be the person who has all the excuses because she never wants it. Mm. And what are the excuses she starts giving her? So Tony says, well, just tell him that you're on your period. And she says, okay. I can't use that excuse because I used it three weeks ago when he wanted goodbye sex. I mean, ain't your period coming up again, right? Well, he he coming in tomorrow. So <laughs> like... She got a few more days, but I would be like, before I knew that Ellis is fucking got the fucking dates in his Palm Pilot, I'd be like, yo, boys don't know when periods happen. That's what I'm saying. You could say, nah, you know, it it comes twice a month. You could lie to a dude. He don't know shit about that, that area. And everybody's period isn't the same. There are some women who get periods twice a month, once a month, every other month, every two months, every two weeks. Like, so you could lie real good. But I mean, she could also just be like, like if her, even if he questions, oh, it's almost coming up. You could be like, yo, I got PMS. It's really bothering me. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Boom. But then he'll be like, yo, take a mite all and shut the fuck up. He might just Ooh. say some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
But then Tony's like, well, then how about this? Just tell him you have a yeast infection. But Joan says she don't want to do that. I don't know why, but she said, if you want to avoid um, sex with actor boy, you need to get to scratching. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a very weird visual. Mm. So next scene, we're at Joan's house and Ellis is back. He said, I'm home, bitch. Joan's really trying not to kiss him. It was really awkward. She really hates this dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like... She dodging oh. him like the Matrix. Like <laughs> She did the little Kim. She was like... <laughs> <laughs> but he wants to fuck as soon as he gets in the fucking door. Like, damn, put your shit down. Like, have some water. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Real thirsty. She's like, oh, no, no, we can't. Because um, I'm on my period. And he's like, what? Your period's not for... And he pulls out his Palm Pilot. And he says, for another week. Bitch... Why is it in your calendar? Ugh. Shout out to the Palm Pilots, though. The original smartphones. <laughs> the Gang. predecessor. Gang. Trailblaze that motherfucker. The trailblazer, yeah. And he's like, but I want to kiss you and I want to hug you and do that other thing you denied me before I left. I'm like, denied you? Bitch, I don't know. Very weird energy. I hate when dudes talk like that. Denied you denied me. me sex. Bitch, it's my fucking body. And then she goes with the whole yeast infection excuse. And the, the whole time, like when she's talking about the yeast infection thing, he's like totally grossed out. Like doesn't want to hear hands on ears. I think he might have went la la la. He needs to grow up. He was cool about the period thing. But yeast infection? Ah, no, don't talk about it. So that's where he draws the line. You can literally get a yeast infection from not wearing like cotton panties, from like the, the your, your jeans being too yeah. tight. Like men don't know. I don't even know where they get their information from. from other niggas. They, <laughs> they, it's like you you know tons of women. You have a mom. You have people in your life who are women. Just ask them questions. Don't just come up with shit with your with your boys mm, 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 mm. while y'all playing video games. And mm. anyway, but Joan changes the subject. Um, to talk about Steven Soderbergh, how, how he got to work with him, what it was like. And she's like, how does it feel to be such a big star? And he goes, well, usually big stars get all the sex they want. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Mm. I'm like, you can still get all the sex you want, just not with Joan. I mean, somebody, somebody, gonna fuck you. somebody will recognize <laughs> you. You don't got to be hurt. Oh, but first he says, uh, it's fine, though. I-, I know a way you can make it up to me. He wants her to cook dinner for old boy. He wants to put her to work. That's how Mm -hmm. she's going to make it up to him. Mm -hmm. He wants her to slave over a hot stove and cook dinner for her and Brock, for him and Brock, excuse me. And she's like, no, maybe you should take him out to dinner, which is actually a pretty cool idea for for something like that. Like the way he got you that role, he deserves a nice all out dinner, three course meal at like the the best restaurant steak in L.A., yeah, not some home meal cooked by some girl that he's met once. That he almost fucked. So. Well, he don't know that. He Ellis don't know that. that. True, true. And Ellis goes, no, um, this guy goes out to nice places all the time. What he needs is a home cooked meal. How you know where the hell he be going? <laughs> well, that's his agent. Maybe he knows a lot about his tendencies. Lie. But, uh, still. <laughs> Take him out to an OD nice pace, a five-star Michelin, bitch. He don't be going there all the time. You got the money. Since the role was supposed to go to um, Colin Farrell, 
which oh remember yeah. how hot Colin Farrell was back in the day? This is see that's that that part I was like that's these are lies. These, that would not happen in real life. That wouldn't. You know good and well. Look at my face, girl. They pick they like, pick Ellis Carter. Oh my god, that's cat over Colin fucking Farrell. Early two thousands Colin Farrell. Please mm. <laughs> never. Um, but I like the line when Ellis is talking about what kind of guy <laughs> Brock is. Oh come on, single guy. Hollywood type, I'm sure he eats out all the time. Oh my god. I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> he almost ate out Joan that one episode. Okay. That was too easy. <laughs> so he's like, so is um is that gonna be a problem, Joan? Uh is that is it that you don't like Brock? He goes, Did Brock rub you the wrong way? <laughs> nope, not the wrong way. <laughs> Joan's like, what? Huh? And he's like, Joan, what's going on? Something happened the night of the uh, of the producers. And she's like, what? And she's like, oh, my yeast. And she runs she runs off. So uh, she doesn't know what to do. I mean, listen, y'all could act it out. It ain't it ain't going to be a big deal if they're in the same room. No one knows anything. And y'all could keep it a secret. Exactly. They don't got to be stressful. Mm-hmm. So back at the law firm, Maya's late to work because she had to go bring Jabari his lunch that he forgot. That's what she says, at least. No, Maya be lying. William's like, girl, you left two hours, 11 minutes and 13 seconds ago. That's more than a little late. And, you know, Maya's still being really cavalier about this job. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she just thinks wasting this opportunity. Well, not only that, I mean, you're still working for a friend. True. And sometimes people are like, oh, it's, you know, he's going to give me all these chances. I can be late if I want. And she used to do this with Joan a lot because Joan was a yes person. And she would let her do that. So she's trying the same shit with William and he does not, he ain't feeling it. He's not used to that. Mm-hmm. So he tries to put his foot down and tells her. Look, Joan may have let you run amok, but this is William Dent's office. Today is a new day. There's a new sheriff in town and he doesn't take kindly to lollygaggers. So from here on out, you're here on time. No more personal calls. No more hen sessions down in Joan's office. And if you have to get your hair did, you'll do it on Saturday like everybody else. Mm. So damn. I'm sure going to be crowded. That's what I was thinking. Like, everybody go on Saturdays. <laughs> um, and sometimes the place you go ain't even open on Sundays. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just be tight. And she's like, all right, cool, cool. Can we start that tomorrow? Because uh, she has to go get her nails done and they charge you last minute if you're late, if you cancel. And she's like, so just give me an hour. Actually, make it two. I need them to, they need to dry. So, and she just leaves. Like, damn, Maya. Mm. I don't think you'd have a job when you came back after all that. Yeah, you, 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 Maya has been having it easy for a while now. Her friends are her bosses. She went from one friend boss to the other friend boss. She be coming in whenever the fuck she want, taking days off. And now mm-hmm. she got a pay raise and she's still doing the same shit. Oof. All right. You know, it's funny the way the way she's working for her friends and her friends kind of enable her is like similar to what the friends are doing with Lynn, how they were enabling her lifestyle of being broke and mooshing mm-hmm. off of everybody, too. So mm-hmm. they're both using their friends for different things. So next at Jones, they're getting ready for the party. And I love Jones dress here. Did you did you like it? Did you notice it? I did. It was giving. I love her hair, too. I love the whole ensemble. Very, very pretty. It's like 1950s housewife thing. Because <laughs> she had the apron on. 
Yeah, she had the apron and the heels, and she was making food. I'm like, this is a really nice dress. It had a nice low cut in the front. It was Mm -hmm. nice. The girls are there. She's stressing out about the dinner with Brock and Ellis. But um, she also said she hasn't talked to Brock since the last time she saw him. And now he's going to be right up in her house. Mm. So she asked Tony what the dinner party equivalent to a yeast infection is. And Maya says, ew, these crab cakes. Lynn needs a place to stay. So she's trying to like use this moment where Joan's feeling a little like anxious and such to kind of see if she needs a friend to to lean on. (laughs) Maya, please leave Joan alone. She needs our love and support right now. Right. Thank you, Lynn. Mm. But you can't move back in. Joan's like, nah, you ain't staying here. You gotta leave. Both of y'all got, all y'all gotta leave. Nobody's staying for dinner. And it's the doorbell. And mm-hmm. it's the guys. So they leave, the girls leave out the back door and they wish her good luck. And Ellis comes in and reintroduces Brock because he don't know. He's like, hey, remember Brock? Oh, she remembers Brock. Mm-hmm. And so they come in the house and Ellis goes, hey, oh man, I forgot the champagne in the car. Oh, did oh, he? Oh, darn. <laughs> I mean... so instead of sending brock to go get the champagne Uh he leaves brock with his girl do you think that's a good move because i was like (sighs) um because of what we know it's not but generally speaking yeah that would be fine you're only going to the car and coming back well a lot happened in that time only to the car and back they was they was about to yeah they was getting it in which ooh, he was like i ain't eating here at the house i'm about to eat out Y'all living on the wild side. <laughs> the door not locked. Mm. Yeah, but it's so weird how that happens because he leaves and then they're by themselves and they kind of stare at each other for a second. Like, and they just start kissing and kissing. You hear these beautiful pianos. It's it's love. It's passion. Mm-hmm. Very romantic. He has her up against the, the bookshelf. He starts kissing her neck. There's some soft moaning. I mean, it was getting there. Mm-hmm. And of course, that TV thing happens when Ellis comes back. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <Where> he... <laughs> I'm I'm coming back in the house with the champagne. Let me give y'all some time to break up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stop I'm back. <laughs> so that's their cue, and they stop. Um, and Brock puts in Brock pretends that he was looking on a bookshelf. And Joan goes and gets uh, the wine glasses out of the back. And she's just flustered. But she goes all the way uh, to the back. I guess they're in the laundry room. And when she gets in there, all the girls are there. Hanging Which, out. That's never been explained to why they're still there. Well, they just wanted to hear what was going on with this date. Because they knew it was going to be some drama. That's it. I oh. just I just never seen this back door that they keep saying is nearby. We've never seen this room, I don't think. Nope. I don't know. (laughs) I can't think of this layout of this house. But she sees a girl. She screams. If you notice, both guys go, Joan, are you okay? And Mm -hmm. Ellis looks at Brock like, bitch, what? (laughs) What? Why are you worried about my girl? Like, he kind of makes his face. He's just a caring person. Brock looks like, oh, shit, did I I give that away? (laughs) I mean, it could be, but like, I don't know. Maybe because we know what's up. Yeah, it's a thing. But he looked at Brock like, why you care? (laughs) And then she lets them know everything's good. But um, the girl saw her kiss Brock and everything. And um, 
they're all there to hear. Well, Lynn says she's there to do laundry and eat her dinner, but I, I guess she she has her shirt off. So I guess she was washing the clothes she was wearing. I don't know. But uh, Joan goes back out and she says, pray for me. And that's when Lynn, Lynn realizes she had something wrong about Brock. She thought he was Asian. <laughs> Which is like, everyone was telling her that Joan was in love with Ellis's Asian. Which don't make no sense. That shit don't even, I don't even know who put that shit in there. Who, who wrote that? Because yeah. who owns an Asian? <laughs> like like yeah yo i was hanging out with my asian the other day and that's not even a thing but they let her know it was agent and joan goes back out to uh the guys and ellis makes a toast a very um expressive toast to the best agent in hollywood and the best girlfriend in the world (laughs) (laughs) the two great partnerships so back at william's office he walks in and sees that maya's at work on time and he is shocked. And then he has a task for her. He wants her to look up the laws for lesbian adoption in the state yep. of Missouri. Because his sister is a lesbian and she wants to adopt. Yes. So she wants to adopt the baby that William made with her partner. Because they want to be the two parents instead of William. William wouldn't be a parent. He would just be... It's a lot of it's a lot of math. But yeah, William would just be the uncle and she would adopt the kid. Wouldn't they just register William as like a, a sperm donor? No. And then they I don't know are. how that works. No, no, no. So you could say that, but he doesn't have any parental rights just because he's a sperm donor. Right. That's what I'm saying. So why would she have to go through this whole adoption situation when if because William- it's not her kid? She has no biological relation to that kid. So she would have to adopt the kid as her own. And then the second parent would be a woman, which is illegal in some states. Oh, it's because she's a woman. I thought it was because, okay, now I get it. Because one of them are having the baby, right? Which is William's sister's wife. So she's automatically a parent, right? Correct. And then William would be a quote-unquote parent. But thought because you know a lot of gay couples do the whole sperm donor thing that that would just automatically be a thing and then they'd put it in as her being the second parent nah i mean that would probably do that today but back then like having two women parents that was in some states they don't allow that i think even today they don't allow that in every state so that's what they're hoping to do but we find out some other stuff about ways they can do it later And so Maya says, yeah, sure, I'll find that information, but I want something in return. Because this isn't in her job description, right? Mm -mm. So she wants something in return for this, for doing this research. Mm -hmm. And he threatens to fire her. And she's like, ah, well, I'll see you at my deposition for wrongful termination. Mm. And he's like, damn. And I'm like, see, yeah, it would be wrongful termination because you're asking her to do something that, that isn't even her, her job, job description, description. And you're firing mm-hmm. her for that. So Maya done learned something working for Joan Chell. See? <laughs> and he's like, you know, you do favors for Joan all the time. And then that's when Maya explains their tit for tat arrangement. 
Joan and I had a system of reciprocity. I would bring her fresh cut flowers every morning. She'd overlook my personal phone calls. I would leave her a memo assuring her she would get married one day. <laughs> and she gave me the afternoon off. It's called tit for tat, William. Now you give me some tat and I'll give you some... T- <laughs> so she would kind of do stuff to kind of like get that kind of leniency. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, so if you do something for me, I'll hook you up with this research and stuff. So... He's like, okay, how about this? Lunch is on me. <laughs> and she goes, I file your expense reports. Lunch is always on you. <laughs> Damn, Maya, let's go. Mm, <laughs> no, that's right. She's like, I want the whole day off. And that's when William agrees. Okay, I'll let you off for the day. So uh, they're back at Skia. Joan's talking about how she can see both guys at the same time. Which is like, you don't want that. You really don't want that life. She wants to see Ellis on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And Brock on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I was like, are, that, are there that many days? But that's only six days, so. That's a, that's a packed schedule. You can tolerate niggas for that long? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's another thing, yeah. You can't even have a day to yourself. I mean, Sundays. Yeah, but Sunday don't count. Sunday, you kind of preparing for the for for the week ahead. Oh, yeah. So your <laughs> mind is already at Monday at that point. Mm-hmm. Maya says, so what you going to do on Sundays? And Lynn says, uh, hopefully some Kegel exercises. She's like, I've had that schedule. It's hell on the hardware. Huh? Oof, that's a... Yo, oh, yo, right. Your stuff might be toe up, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> So Maya makes the best point. She's like, you know what? You need to pick Brock because your face lights up when you talk about him. And we all know that when she talks about Ellis, it, it ain't the same face. It don't be, it don't be, yeah, it don't be hitting. Yesterday's face is not today's face. Mm-mm. <laughs> and Maya says, don't stand in the way of happily ever after because you've conditioned yourself to live in fear. Chapter four, don't miss your bliss. So she's still on the help, uh, the self-help books. This is going to pay off. Believe me, guys, you know this is going to pay off. But Tony thinks uh, Ellis is the guy. And she makes a pretty good point. She says that you've already invested the time. And you're that much closer to marriage. But ugh, is that really a good finish line? Marrying Ellis? Mm-mm. Not Mr. Ooh. Dancing Lobster. <laughs> You'll never let him live that down. Mm-mm. He will always be that. <laughs> So she says, she cites herself and she says, look at me, Tony Childs Garrett, a woman with a ring. I'm like, they just completely erased the fact that her husband is, is financially insufficient. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to pretend it never happened as well until they mention it otherwise. Yep. And she can't get advice from Lynn because the last three weeks, Lynn thought that Brock was Asian. So she needs more time to catch up on the information and everything. So, which is like, even if you thought he was Asian, like you could still give her some advice on this shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not a complicated situation. She's fucking with Ellis. And then she started fucking with the agent. She only known the agent for a little bit. So who you think she should fuck with? Exactly. Come on now, Lynn. Anyway. <laughs> so next day, William wants to find out what Maya learned about Missouri law. And she has a folder with some information in it, but she wants to know what he's offering. And he offers her a half day and she gives up the info. So what what did they find out? There are other states who allow it. One of them are California. So she should move here. Oh, California love. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So William's like, oh, if they move to California, she can adopt. And I can see my nephew son all the time. Mm-hmm. Nephew son. Ugh, I hate that term. I guess. I mean, it's going to be your nephew. You're not you're going to relinquish the rights. You can't yeah. be his parent. I mean, you can. But that'd be really assholeish. <laughs> That would be weird. Your sister is married to the woman who's... It's weird. Girl, listen. In the hood, that's that's a normal thing. <laughs> that's a normal thing in some hoods. Like, you got a baby... Like, your baby mama got a baby with your brother or something like that. That's, oh like, some God. normal hood shit. Like, <laughs> you playing around. But... <laughs> that would be so sad that would be so sad if she went through all that and he's like you know what i actually want to raise this kid as my son sorry sis Mm-mm. He out here bugging. you're just gonna be the auntie bugging. <laughs> and that's well within his right but that would just be assholeish anyway um so next brock shows up at joan's house it's funny because they seem so nervous around each other it's so cute <laughs> even though they was just i mean they were under the gun like a few scenes ago when they were just making out with each other all freely mm-hmm. but this is a proper kind of like a proper date proper meeting and she's like let's go to dinner in tijuana and he's like nah we need to talk we need to talk about this fucking situation we can't be sneaking around like this this isn't me and i know this is not you so what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop Ellis as a client. Mm-hmm. And Joan's like, don't don't ruin your career for me. And he's like, but we need a clean slate. I can drop Ellis as a client and you can drop him as a boyfriend and we can start fresh. Now, Brock's on to something. He thinks he really thinks. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a thinker. Yeah, I like that. Um, but she doesn't want to hurt Ellis's feelings. I don't know why, because he done hurt your feelings so many times. That's what I was saying. Like, uh, when will the girls learn? But Brock is like, but I don't I don't like the idea of Ellis kissing on you and, and touching on you. I want to be the only one. He's like, damn, baby, come on, take a risk. I was mm. like, shit, I felt that. I was I like, okay, that. you know what? I, I trust you. Let's call him right now. I'd be like, let's <laughs> FaceTime him right now. <laughs> But they have FaceTime. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, guess who's here with me? It's Brock. We have something to tell you. We're fucking. I I was, <laughs> we're fucking. I wasn't going to say that, but sure. Well, they ain't fucking, so <laughs> whatever. So he he realizes she don't want to do it, so he just dips out of there. And that's the best thing to do. Let's leave you with your thoughts, Joan. If you're not going to do it, I can't sit here and just and have you. You got to... I need to make you force you, force your hand to call this dude and tell him what's up. So we flash forward. Well, she started crying, which is like, girl, it ain't that serious. <laughs> crying, chill. Oh, this was some acting right here. This was like, okay, Tracy. <laughs> so they flash forward in time. She's crying on her couch still. She got some tissues and stuff. And Ellis comes into the house he says, hey, baby, what's for dinner? What? <laughs> That's what you all... Dude, men are just... Ugh. But then he catches himself and he's like, oh, wait, I mean, hey, baby, how was your day? What's for dinner? Mm. And he sees that she's sad. And he wants to know what's wrong. And she just confesses everything. 
The night that we went to the producers, something happened. And I have been trying with every ounce of my being to forget him, but I can't. Ellis, I love him. Mm. Did you expect that? No, I didn't, but shout out to her. Yeah, she grew up here. Yeah, I would have just said, oh, it's not going to work out. I would have kind of left the whole fucking with his agent thing out and just made it seem like it was a coincidence that he, his agent dropped him. Oh, shit. Yeah, because why does he need to know that? That's really none of his business now that he's not his client anymore, right? So I would have just left that part out. Cash at me. Damn. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) She did not have to say it was Brock. Mm-mm. be saying, like, y'all be too honest. Mm-mm. Y'all be way too honest. Mm-mm. Because these niggas is not honest with y'all. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, shocked. He he can't speak. He can't say anything. The only thing he... I think the first thing he asks her is, uh, did you guys sleep together? Because, you know, men need to know. Like, he needs to know in order to move on. And she's like, no. No, he didn't. It's not about that. And she even tells Ellis that she loves Brock. Like, mm. dude, she she tells man. every single thing. And he can't say anything, so he gets up and leaves. And he he was upset. This girl had two men walk out on her in the same night. Girl, go to sleep. Mm. Just go to sleep. City girl's down 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> The next morning, she's in her robe and stuff, and her hair is all teased out. I wonder how they did that to her hair, what they used to make her hair look like that. I mean, I think they just kind of like, you know, when you lay down and you, especially when your hair is natural and then it keeps that form, unless you, you brush it back down again, they just kind of did some shit, like teasing it. Yeah, but her hair ain't that thick all the time. True. True. It got a little more. It's loose. It's a little mixed, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They yeah. had to put something in. A lot of hairspray, probably. Yeah. To keep it poofy. So, while she looks like this, um, she has her glasses on. She's in her robe. There's a lot of tissues on the table. And the doorbell rings, and it's Ellis. And he is back. He still looks very hurt. He said he kind of knew something was off. I've known for a while that something hasn't been right. But I've not been able to put my finger on it. Just like I've not been able to put my finger on you. Just like he hasn't been able to put his finger on Joan, he says that. Mm. Nasty. It's all about sex, even at your worst moment. Even at your saddest, most low moment. Niggas. But uh, he said at 5 a.m., he 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 went home and thought about it, and at about 5 a.m., he started to feel relieved um, about the situation. He's like, you know, when, uh, when I first met you, you said I was a jerk, and I tried to come back and win you over and prove that I was a good guy. And he says, I've been sticking to the script ever since. So he's been acting. Mm. See, actors? Yo, you date an actor, you get what you get. Mm-hmm. You get what you get. And he said he didn't want to be another guy who failed poor Joan. Wow. That's a diss. Mm-hmm. He tried to throw subs, but um, nigga, you don't want to got your whole baby mama. Like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you kind of failed her in the one of the worst ways. Yeah, but, nigga, I mean, he didn't know. He wasn't with her when he made that baby. Uh, but um, 
he gives up and he's like, you know what? He gives Brock and Joan his blessing. And guess what? Another one bites the dust. Hey. Good riddance. Two down, one more to go. (laughs) Got to get rid of that leprechaun. (laughs) So he starts to leave and she immediately runs to the phone to call Brock and he goes, can you at least wait until I get out of the door before you call him? And she's like, yeah, yeah, straight up, straight up, straight up. (laughs) I would have been like, you know what? I'm not with you. Like, I don't have to to give you that. I can call him whenever I feel like it. That's what I said. Until you get out the door. Still trying to be controlling. Very last second, trying to control this girl. She Um, can call him whenever she feel like it. Where was this energy when you was kissing your bitch on the movie set? On set? Mm Mm-mm. I'm glad he gone. Well, good for you. Good for you, Joan. (laughs) got some new dick now let's see how this nigga gonna start annoying us because <laughs> i mean could it be any worse well i guess it could be worse than ellis but we need to start a new era so this is what we're doing this final final scene maya wants to go back out to her old her old desk she she's begging him yes she wants to go back out he's not really trying to like let her go back to this old desk because he still wants to watch her so she she's like well um I think this chair is giving me a yeast infection. And he's like, nah. And she's trying everything to get back to this desk. And William goes, memo to Maya, cotton panties. And that's the end of the episode. It ends on cotton panties. And uh, yeah, it was pretty good. So oh, yeah, it was a good one. Um, next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. And I'm just going to go ahead and go with mine real quick because it's simple. My oh hell yes moment is Joan breaking up with Ellis. Finally, Portfine. Long time coming. We did it, Joe. Do we do? Do we still say that? <laughs> I mean, I, I think we could kind of, sort of, but nah. Joe's trying to play with the student loan, so I don't know. He is like I knew that shit was gonna happen. That shit sounded too good to be true. Too good, not in America. KKK. Like <laughs> I knew that shit wasn't going. Like that just sounded like like you may as well hand out money in the streets. Ciao. But. Whatever, Joe. Etsy, what is your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes moment is the same as yours. I actually wrote it down. Was Joan breaking up with Ellis? Do you like the way she did it? You don't like the way she did it, though, because she gave too much info. No, she gave too much info. Like, you breaking up with him, so you don't have any more stakes in this relationship. You could have just told him, listen, you know, I met somebody else. Da, 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 da. He don't know about um the agent. The fuck you telling him all that shit for? Can you imagine if, like she didn't tell him about Brock and they they were in an event together or some shit like the movie events <laughs> one of the movie events and Ellis is at the same event and he's like wait Joan Brock what and he makes a big scene at his own premiere or some shit or like at a film festival or the Oscars or something like that true but that doesn't necessarily mean that she broke up with him for to Brock. be with it, Brock could have happened after so you gotta keep yeah. him guessing <laughs> yep that's right um that's it uh social media social media no I already talked about the tweets about Tony being asexual I don't need to read them there's a few literally the tweets say I think Tony's asexual we should reboot it and make Tony asexual so 
wokey twitter please let's let's not do that and make tony some type of asexual please let's not like well the writers are doing it (laughs) twitter's just pointing it out i feel like she was trying to fuck that artsy fartsy but i could be wrong i can't remember and i don't want to go back once i've already made it this far like i mean i've been through the series a whole bunch but when you're on a trajectory going back is like nah i'm good i can't you know so Mm -hmm. if y'all know let us know if y'all ever remember scenes where tony's talking about i can't wait to have sex with this guy or the sex was good with this guy or whatever so hit us up on our social media at hell yes girl on twitter or if you just want to chat about girlfriends in general, you can hit us up there as well. You can also at Etsy Rowe if you want to know more about her book. Yes, you know, I'm working on it. Cash at me in the you meantime. Know, you guys need some advice? She will keep you honest and keep you uh, keep you sane and safe keep you out in of this trouble. dating world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, go ahead on Apple Podcast, guys. Leave us five stars and or a review, and we will read it right here on the air and give you a shout out. Next episode is called Inherit the Lynn. I don't know if that's a reference to something, but I'm sure this episode's going to be talking about Lynn. She's in a situation right now where she she's trying to find somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. So join us for that next week. As always, I'm Nettie Smith. And I am Etsy Rowe. And we will see you next week. Bye.